The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. Shalom everybody, God bless you so much for tuning in. Shall we share a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we are grateful for such a time as this. We ask that, O God, you will inform us by your word, reform us by your love, conform us to your will, and transform us by your power. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed with thanksgiving, and the saints of God would say a believing amen. Hallelujah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, at this juncture, I want you to get your Bibles, your notebooks, your writing pads, your pens, your tablets, even as we journey into the deep things of the Word of God. Hallelujah. And so, to begin with, shall we open our Bibles to Genesis 26 verse 4. I will be reading from the New Living Translation. Genesis 26 verse 4. I will be reading from the New Living Translation. Hallelujah. It says, I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky, and I will give them all these lands, and through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Verse 5. It says, I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements commands decrees and instructions hallelujah and so for those of you that have been following the series for some weeks now the last time we we jumped on this series we were talking about obedience and how it relates or how it leads to prosperity and one of the characters whose obedience we chose to study was the obedience of abraham the man that was accorded the privilege of being called the friend of God. And so as we began to x-ray the obedience of Abraham, we discovered in Genesis 26 verse 5 that Abraham walked in a four-dimensional kind of obedience. The first one was that God said, Abraham listened to me, Genesis 26 verse 5, and obeyed all, obeyed all my requirements commands decrees and instructions and so god was trying to tell us from this scripture that his instructions or his word to abraham came to abraham sometimes as a requirement sometimes as a command sometimes as a decree and at other times as an instruction and abraham obeyed all hallelujah and so having reminded ourselves of um, these things, I want you to take time off your busy schedules and make sure that you listen to this amazing series that is going to position you to prosper in a manner that God has preordained for you. Hallelujah. This is available on all leading podcasts 
and I'm believing God that your life will never be the same again. And so like we have already said, there are or there were four levels of obedience or what we want to call Abrahamic obedience. The first one was what instructions, the second one was decrees, the third one was commandments, and then the last and the final one was requirements. Hallelujah. But for the sake of this particular session or segment, we want to concentrate or we want to put our attention on requirements. I spoke extensively on instructions, decrees, and commandments in the previous podcast. So make sure you listen to it and abreast yourself because today we are going to be looking at requirements. Requirements. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, before we do this, before we look at requirements, I want us to establish the link between obedience and prosperity. How does obedience correlate with prosperity? How does obedience lead to prosperity? Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 33. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 33. Reading from the NIV version. The Bible says, Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. Hallelujah. Let me take that again for free. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you. Why should I walk in obedience to all that the Lord my God has commanded me? Here is the answer. He says, so that you may live, number one. Don't forget that one of the types of prosperity we enumerated was physiological prosperity it has to do with your health and your living he says so that you may live and prosper so it means that it is possible to live and not prosper there are many people living and the only thing keeping them alive is the breath of life because they are not living the life that god has ordained for them to live it is not enough to be alive most importantly is to find yourself at the epicenter of God's plan and purpose for your destiny. He says, so that you may live, not only live, and prosper, not only prosper, he says, and prolong your days. Hallelujah. Look at the ripple effect of walking in obedience. He says, you will live, number one, you will prosper, number two, and you will prolong your days in the land that the Lord will give you to possess or in the land that you will possess hallelujah let's look at job chapter 36 verse 11 reading from the new international version or the niv the bible says by the testimony of two or three witnesses shall a matter be established so we are trying to gather more witnesses to the fact that obedience leads to prosperity indeed job 36 verse 11 he says if they obey and serve him if they obey and serve him they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment if and only if this condition is met he says if they obey and serve him they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity 
and their years in contentment hallelujah which means that it is vain to desire prosperity and contentment if you have not met the condition of obedience if here means it is a choice if here means it is a condition so if they obey the day here is not talking about everybody but those that will decide to obey those that will take that unpopular decision to obey not just obey and serve him these two things work together hallelujah obedience and service to god work together because you can't serve god without obeying god sadly there are many people serving god in disobedience they have an outward posture of servants but their service is in disobedience he says if they obey and serve him and serve him and serve him they will spend the rest of their days which means that every man has been given more or less like a credit card you know what a credit card is um it is this digital instrument where people load money on and then you are entitled to spend and keep spending until the last penny on the card is finished so for example if god has given you 90 years to live and you spent 50 years in obedience the rest of your days are 40 years he says those 40 years you will spend them in prosperity and your years in contentment finally let's look at isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 reading from the amplified version hallelujah he says if you are willing and obedient hallelujah you shall eat the best of the land if you are willing it is not enough to be willing it is not enough to desire prosperity or to want to prosper he says this willingness must be backed with obedience so if you are willing and obedient you shall eat the best of the land in every land there is the good the bad and the ugly there is the good the better and the best the bible is saying that the best of every land is for the willing and obedient not just the obedient but the willing and obedient hallelujah so now that by the grace of god we have successfully established the link between obedience and prosperity we want to delve into the subject of the requirements of god because abraham walked in a four-dimensional obedience god said abraham listened to him and obeyed all his requirements his decrees his commandments and instructions hallelujah ladies and gentlemen when it comes to the subject of requirements it is the highest form of walking in obedience requirements are the highest form of walking in obedience what are requirements requirements like i said are the highest form of what obedience unlike instructions decrees and commandments requirements are mostly not demanded but they are expected requirements are the unnamed expectations that people have of you things that people expect you to do without being told they are things that people expect you to know and the things that people expect you to do without being told so typically when you were a child 
everything you did was virtually told you sit down stand up eat keep quiet go to school sleep drink medicine all these things you had to be instructed even what to wear there were times as a child you went to pick certain clothes to wear and your mom or dad would tell you go and change and wear this particular dress that was the realm you be, you were operating in what was that realm instructions hallelujah but as you matured all your parents need to do is to step out of the house and when they return they expect that upon returning certain things in the house should have been done without telling you they expect that you should know that the bowls in the sink should be washed they expect you to have swept the house and put the house in order without being told hallelujah and so the requirements of god are the things that god expects of you and i without necessarily telling you these are the things that you don't need to hear a still small voice before you act because you know that these are the things that god expects of you how did you come by this knowledge or by this knowing it is by working with him by fellowshipping with him over a period of time by being a student of the scriptures and coming under the tutelage of the holy spirit if you are with me say amen john chapter 14 verse 31 reading from the new living translation he says but i will do what the father requires of me this was jesus speaking now i will do what the father requires of me so that the world will know that i love the father come let's be going he says i will do what the father requires of me this was jesus speaking and for him to be able to make a statement like this it means that jesus knew what the father required of him jesus knew what the father expected of him he says i will do what the father requires of me i will do i wouldn't just know knowing the requirements of god and doing it are two mutually exclusive events there are people that know the requirements of god and yet they don't do it there is no blessing in knowing the blessing is in doing nobody rewards you for just knowing you are rewarded for doing if you are with me say amen and so for example um let me use this as a typical example uh, you are in a relationship um and for that matter a godly relationship with a lady or a man and he or she expects you to know certain things and to do certain things without being told to do them they expect you to be loving they expect you to call occasionally to check up they expect you to be caring without being told so if you find yourself in a situation where you are not meeting the requirements of whoever you are in a relationship with that relationship will sink because the brother or sister in question may not have the luxury of always telling you what to do because at that point it begins to look like or it begins to paint a picture like they are nagging they don't expect to tell you to call before you call they don't expect you to show care before you show care they expect you to know all of these things before you know um proposing they expected they are expecting that by now there are certain things you should know especially how to treat a woman in a godly way so that was just by the way 
another example is that there are certain people in certain organizations and for even one month they wouldn't see their boss or their manager or their director whoever it is but they are expected to do what is expected of them your manager or boss director whoever it is has a requirement and he or she knows that without telling you there are things you should know and you should be doing so where the requirements are not being met there are issues that are bound to arise hallelujah and so instructions are for babies if you have to be told everything before you do it it means you are still a baby if you have to be told as a child of god if you have to be told everything before you do it it is a sign that you are not growing and you are not maturing there are people that want to be told everything before they do it but jesus speaking says i will do the requirement of the father i will do what the father requires of me hallelujah and as you begin to mature in the things of god you will then discover that god's requirements of us differ from person to person depending on your relationship with him what god requires of person a might not be the same that he will require of person b it all depends on the relationship that exists between the two another example i can cite is when you celebrate your birthday there are certain people even if they don't wish you happy birthday you are not moved you are not perturbed you are not disturbed however there are some other people if they don't wish you there is a problem because you expected them to wish you why on the premise of the kind of relationship that exists between the two of you so god's requirement of us as children of god differ from person to person there are some people if they pray 30 minutes a day it is acceptable before god it is not it is acceptable before god then there are other people if they pray 30 minutes a day god does not accept it it is below par a friend can call you and check up on you in one minute if a friend calls you one minute a day hello how are you how are you doing i was just checking up on you have a nice day it is okay but if your husband with whom you are not in the same place with calls you one minute a day that is unacceptable why because of the kind of relationship that exists between the two of you if you are with me say amen so instructions are for babies decrees are for subjects because decrees emanate from kings and royalty commands or commandments are for worshipers or followers ladies and gentlemen requirements are for lovers look at what jesus said he said but i will do what the father requires of me so that the world will know that i love the father so that the world will know that i love the father so my functioning in the requirements of the father is sponsored by love when you walk in instruction you may be walking in fear there are people that obey god out of fear there are people that obey god because they fear him there are other people that obey god because they fear they will go to hell or they fear the punishment that may come with it but you must get to a level where your obedience to god is sponsored predicated on your love for him when it comes to requirement it is a matter of love because many times your lover will not tell you what they want but they wish you would do it for them that is requirement so there are things that god will not tell you explicitly 
you wouldn't hear a voice you know a voluminous voice mentioning your name like we have been told and how we have seen and heard but god expects you to do it hallelujah and like i said all these happen when you build a strong relationship with god you will know what god requires of you every day every hour there are times god will require you to pray there are times he will require you to evangelize win souls it all depends on the kind of relationship that exists between you and god hallelujah so god expects us to move from the realm of instructions move from the realm of decrees move from the realm of commandments it is not just a matter of the bible say that shall not steal so i won't steal that shall not kill not because the bible says but because i love god are you getting it you have now moved from the bible says the bible says to functioning in the things that you know will please god jesus the other day god was speaking about jesus when he was being baptized he said this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased because he does the things that please me if you are with me say amen when we begin to function in this dimension you are not told what to do you know what to do as a church worker you know what to do as a pastor you know what to do as a cell leader you know what to do as a ministry coordinator you know what to do hallelujah now let us look at the requirements of god micah chapter 6 verse 8 so when it gets to a point where your lover begins to tell you their requirement it means that they expected you to be to have done it but you left it undone so it is when you have not shown love and care to that lady or to that man with whom you are in a godly relationship with that the person will begin to tell you when the opportunity is given if by that time the relationship is not dissolved he or she will then tell you i expect you to care for me more i was sick you didn't even call me I, I, I was going to do this you didn't even care it is then that they will begin to tell you because over time they have noticed that you are not doing the things they expect you to do so for god to be speaking in micah chapter 6 verse 8 it was as though the people in that dispensation were not meeting his requirements they were not working in requirements and that was why god began to tell them that listen these are the things i require and i require them from you micah 6 verse 8 reading from the new living translation he says no oh people the lord has told you what is good and this is what the lord requires of you to do what is right watch this carefully he says and this is what the lord requires of you semicolon it means that the requirements are about to be mentioned number one to do what is right number two to love mercy and number three to walk humbly with god so these are the three requirements of god number one is to do what is right number two to love mercy and number three to walk humbly with your god to walk humbly with your god if you are with me say amen so let's take them one after the other in quick succession number one to do what is right now doing what is right is a decision that god must make what is right is only right if it is right in the eyes of god there are things that you may do or i may do that may be right in the eyes of people may be right in the eyes of friends may be right in the eyes of loved ones but it is not right in the eyes of god hallelujah and doing right is a product of righteousness 
every child of God, every born again believer, everyone that has accepted Jesus as his or her Lord and personal Savior, the Bible says that all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new and you have become the righteousness of God in Christ. So out of the abundance of that righteousness, you live right. So there is righteousness as a nature primarily and then righteousness as a lifestyle. God expects that righteousness that you have received to be showcased, to manifest, to be unveiled and revealed. There are many believers who though are the righteousness of God, that righteousness is not finding expression in their lives. The righteousness that they have become in Christ is not visible. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. So righteousness should not just be a state of your spirit, it must translate into a lifestyle and then it becomes visible to others. Hallelujah. There are many of us who want to be right in the eyes of friends, right in the eyes of society, right in the eyes of the media and not right in the eyes of God. You are not right until you are right in the eyes of God. Because God is the standard of right and wrong. God is the ultimate standard of right and wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at the subject of mercy in quick succession. He went on to say, this is what the Lord requires of you. Number one is to do what is right. So like I said, make sure that doing what is right becomes your priority. And at the end of the day, your concern should be, is what I am doing right in the eyes of God. If it is right in the eyes of God, then what you are doing is really right. Hallelujah. He says what? To love mercy. To love mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, mercy is one of the catalysts of prosperity. Why? Because there are some results that except God shows you mercy, you can't have it. Ladies and gentlemen, there are very hardworking, diligent, intelligent men and women who are miles away from prosperity and in the same lane there are other people who virtually did almost nothing compared to what others are doing and yet life is smiling on them it is a product of the mercy of god the prosperity of david cannot be mentioned without the mercy of god the prosperity of Solomon cannot be mentioned as a child that came out of an abominable act. His father killed, you know, um, his, 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 his uh, mother's former husband. And then Solomon was a product of murder and adultery. And yet God decides to crown him as king and bless him. If it is not the mercy of God, then what is it? Hallelujah. He says, this is what the Lord requires of you. To do what is right, number one. To love mercy. Mercy is the quality of bearing with people's weaknesses. What is mercy? Mercy is the ability, that quality of bearing with somebody's mess. It is called mercy. Sadly, brothers and sisters, many Christians are not merciful many believers are not merciful you should go out there and find out what other christians are doing to other christians what other believers are doing to other believers the bible admonishes us to be merciful 
God says one of my requirements is that you be merciful. He says you should love mercy. Not just practice mercy, love it. Love it. In Matthew chapter 18 from verse 21 to 35. Matthew 18, 21 to 35. The Bible talks about the unforgiving servant. The one that obtained mercy. Now, in this, in this story, there was a man that was owing and his debt was forgiven him. And just moments after he was forgiven, he apprehended another man who owed him little compared to what he had been forgiven of. Does this not paint a picture of you and I? How constantly we go before God seeking mercy and yet we are not merciful to the ones that offend us. Compared to our offenses, people little, you know, wrong us in very little measures and yet we cannot be merciful to them. There are people in church that look down on other people. There are believers that wouldn't allow other believers to grow, forgetting that once upon a time they were also babies in Christ and God was patient with them and then with time they were able to mature. Yet they cannot bear the immaturity of certain people. Of course, some people, you know, um, are not serious in their relationship with God and are not doing what it takes to mature. But we must be patient. Everybody is is at a different stage of growth. Hallelujah. That is what mercy is all about. Forbearing one another's weaknesses. You know that this guy is weak, this lady is weak. Don't take advantage of their weakness. Don't take advantage of their shortcomings. If you are with me, say Amen. Matthew chapter 5 verse 7, the Bible says, For God blesses those who are merciful. Hallelujah. For they will be shown mercy. God blesses those who are merciful. So, there is a blessing for being merciful. And this blessing is that, when the time comes and that hour comes when everything is against you god says that there is a blessing i have for you that blessing is that i will show you mercy hallelujah mercy will defend them like a fortress mercy will defend them like a pillar in the mighty name of jesus so ladies and gentlemen mercy is very very pivotal if we would walk in obedience and subsequently experience prosperity the final one the bible spoke about in micah 6 verse 8 he says and to walk humbly with your god the first one was what to do what is right number one to love mercy number two and to walk humbly with your god so there are a few words i want us to highlight here number one he says to walk ladies and gentlemen the journey with god is a walk it's not a race hallelujah you must learn to walk with god many want to run with god which is good but primarily we have been called to walk with god and the shoes you are expected to put on are are the shoes of humility humility should order your steps humility should direct your steps humility should dictate your pace hallelujah it takes humility to walk with god without humility you can't walk with god the reason is because in walking with god you must allow him to determine the direction and the pace of the journey and god cannot be given this room to operate if you are not humble hallelujah and it says what to walk humbly with your god you must personalize your relationship with god our god must become your god 
our father must become my father hallelujah when jesus was teaching the disciples the lord's prayer he taught them our father but when jesus prayed he didn't pray to our father he prayed to my father my father hallelujah philippians chapter 2 reading from verse 5 to 7 he says you must have the same attitude that jesus christ had you must have it because it is possible to have the attitude of jesus christ jesus himself the other day speaking said greater works shall ye do than these because i go to the father so jesus knows that we have the capacity to be all that he is and even more so he said as he is so are we in this world verse 6 says philippians 2 verse 6 reading from the new living translation let me read from verse 5 once again it says you must have the attitude that jesus christ had verse 6 though he was god he did not think it of equality with god as something to cling to he did not think of equality with god as something to cling to he was not title conscious he was not position conscious he was not rank conscious not per his assignment and jurisdiction but per his relationship with other men look at verse 7 instead he gave up his divine privileges he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being which means jesus coming into the world as a human being was the highest form of humility for god to compress himself into the womb of a woman to stay god i mean for god to be limited in the womb of a woman for nine months for him to come forth and to be held by another man and know everything that you know of hallelujah this is when he appeared in human form humility is an attitude humility is knowing your level humility is servanthood humility is self-denial hallelujah he says he gave up his privileges even though he was god he didn't cling to that mentality hallelujah there cannot be prosperity without humility look at first peter chapter 5 verse 6 he says so humble yourselves under the mighty power of god and at the right time he will lift you up in honor so humility reveals the power of god he says humble yourselves under the power of god so the power of god is there but it is only for the taking of the humble it is only for the partaking of the humble hallelujah humility is when you trust in god's timing he says and at the right time he will lift you up in honor not into disgrace humility unlocks the power of god humility releases honor humility brings lifting humility brings prosperity so what are the three requirements of god according to micah chapter 6 verse 8 number one is to do what is right number two is to what to love mercy number three is to walk humbly with your god what is number one again to do what is right number two to love mercy number three to walk humbly with your god one more time and for the last time number one is to do what is right in the eyes of god number two to love mercy number three to walk humbly with your god your god hallelujah and so brothers and sisters if we can walk in obedience 
as Abraham walked and begin to walk in the highest dimension of obedience which is walking in the requirements of God we have positioned ourselves to prosper because faithful is he that has called us and the word that proceeds from his mouth will not return unto him null and void until it has accomplished the purpose for which it is sent there is a correlation with obedience and prosperity and as we obey God may we prosper in Jesus name wherever you are begin to pray thanks for listening we hope you were blessed by this message for this and more follow Pastor Mark on Instagram and Facebook and remember to share this message with friends and loved ones stay connected we celebrate you